Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Welcome to NYC Now. Your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Thursday, September 14th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. A Brooklyn restaurant owner accused of plowing his car into two men outside a migrant shelter says he was trying to protect himself. 42-year-old Hamzi Alwawi told his story to WNYC's Brittany Krigstein. Restaurant owner Hamza Awawi says he was just trying to find a man who posed as a delivery worker and stole food from his Clinton Hill Burger restaurant. After following that man to a nearby migrant shelter, Awawi says he was surrounded and attacked, then got into his car and tried to drive away. He denies hitting anyone and says he can't believe he's now being charged with attempted murder. I am not a criminal guy. Like when I go to the the cops, I told them I'm dreaming. What's going on with me? I'm dreaming. Awawi made bond earlier this week. Awawi goes back to court tomorrow. A New Yorker upset that the city has been housing homeless migrants on his block is delivering an unwelcoming recorded message through a loudspeaker for his neighbors. This building has mold. It is unsafe for you. You are being lied to. This building is not safe for humans. The community wants you to go back to New York City. The message blares all day from Scott Hurricane's front lawn on Staten Island in New York City in six different languages. It urges migrant arrivals brought to a temporary shelter not to get off the bus. The message also claims the building has rats and cockroaches. Mayor Adams says the NYPD is there to keep the peace. 74 and sunny now. High surf and high risk for rip currents along the shore from Suffolk all the way down to Jersey Shore. Sunny and 75 today. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. And he has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. For WNYC, I'm Michael Hill. As the cost of childcare continues to soar in New York City, it's become increasingly difficult, if not impossible, for many families to afford the coverage they need. But even as prices for childcare increase, many of the workers who provide that care are barely scraping by on minimal wages. Eliza Shapiro is a Metro reporter for the New York Times. She and reporter Esma Elkerti co-wrote a recent story about the crisis, and she joins us now. Eliza, good morning. Good morning. Would you give us a sense of the situation faced by people who need child care? How much on average are families in New York City? How much are they paying? There's a wide range. We heard from working class and low income families who are spending $2,000 a month on daycare. And that's about as much as their rent, in some cases more. And we heard from upper middle class families, families making $400,000 a year who are paying paying close to $5,000 a month. Now, in your reporting, you say the skyrocketing cost of child care is one of the few issues that connects working families across geography, across race, across social class. How so? Child care is, 
is no longer an issue that is a struggle largely for or mostly for low-income families or working-class families, we found that families who are making a lot of money, money that used to, at least in theory, guarantee a pretty comfortable middle-class life in New York, are scraping to, to, to afford the care that they thought they, they needed to continue to live in this city. We really found that everyone except the truly wealthy, almost everyone is struggling with affordability and access to childcare. So it unites New Yorkers in a similar way that the current housing crisis does. Eliza, what do parents do if they can't find somewhere safe to, to leave their kids while they work? This is where this story and this crisis has profound stakes for the future of New York City and our economy as we emerge from the pandemic. We heard from mother after mother in particular across the city, you know, working class, upper middle class, low income, who said either I had to step back from work, find a job that lets me work remotely, leave the workforce altogether, which we know is no good for the city. Or there are families who said, this just isn't worth it for me. I can't do this. We have to move to a different place where childcare is more affordable. And, and we are seeing families with young kids leaving the city. We see it in the decline in the public school population, which is deeply concerning to the Adams administration. Your reporting highlights the story of childcare business owner in the Bronx, who recently had to close down her operation after 25 years of business. How are child care providers who are overwhelmingly women of color, how are they making it? Are they also struggling? They're really struggling. And one thing we heard that I think is not always obvious when we're thinking about the provider side of the ledger is that every expense that they have to run their centers, whether in many cases these are small daycare centers run out of their homes or community-based organizations, all the costs are going up. So insurance, con ed, rent, I mean, food, you name it, everything is more expensive as all New Yorkers are experiencing. And providers feel like without help from the city, from the state, and from the federal government, we see there there are pandemic era um, funding for daycare providers, for childcare providers is expiring. Without help, people are literally saying to us, we don't know what we're going to do. Many parents praise former Mayor Bill de Blasio for starting the free pre-K and 3K program during his administration. It did gain national attention as something that could be put into action in other states and even federally. But Mayor Adams has expressed concern over the quality of care at the 3K level and even cut some funding. How does the mayor justify this move given how much families are already struggling and in need of daycare? I heard unprompted from many families uh, that they had budgeted for for 3K, for, you know, a free year, essentially, of child care. You know, I spoke to a mom recently who said, I pay $40,000 a year for, for child care. I was expecting to pay nothing next year when my kid turns three. I can't afford to keep paying that. Mayor Adams' argument is that we have a tight city budget and we need to um, marshal our resources for child care for the lowest income kids, which I think on its face, many people would agree with. I think the problem is this is essentially an entitlement that was promised to working families. And now people feel it's being taken away. And there is a sense of confusion and in some cases betrayal that that program is no longer universally available. 
So, Eliza, what is the city doing, and for that case, what is the state doing, if anything, to provide some relief to these families? I think the mayor and uh, Governor Kathy Hochul have both said and acknowledged this is a big issue. The mayor's focus has been using this influx. There has been a significant influx of, of, of state money in the budget um, directed by Governor Hochul to provide more childcare options. The mayor has used that money to expand subsidized vouchers for low-income families. But we're seeing that there's about 22,000 families who have been able to use those vouchers. In New York City, it's just not really going to make a significant dent. We have half a million kids under the age of five. The governor has added significant funding for various childcare options in the most recent budget. The issue here, according to experts and economists, is that neither the mayor nor the governor have taken much action to increase wages for the actual for the actual workers, for the providers. And that is the crux of the issue without a lot of relief in sight. Eliza Shapiro is a Metro reporter for The New York Times. Eliza, thank you so much for this. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.